Welcome, Chavia Churches, and welcome to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is keeping very well. We come together for this podcast for the first Sunday of Lent. There are some notices on the website, but I'd highlight one or two. The, the coffee mornings in Yetham have restarted, and that these are now on Tuesday between 10 and 12. On Wednesday, the Lent group will meet, and it's the first meeting, and it will be at Arthur and Kathleen's house in the Yet, in Kirk Yetham. And that will be from half past 10 to 12 o'clock on Wednesday the 9th. Advance notice, there will be a concert in memory of Dr. Chris Cameron, and that will be held at Linton, on Sunday the 6th of April at 3pm and donations of £10 and that will go towards Queen's and Murray and Avanthea House in Kelso. There will be no vestry hours in Yetham for the next two weeks and that's because I'll be on holiday for a week from the 8th to the 15th of March. And if anyone needs a minister, they should contact Anna Rodwell. And I think we're all very conscious of what is happening in Ukraine. And there's various people have initiatives in the borders. So everyone's rallying around to get all the things that are needed to Ukraine and the surrounding countries. But the church has also highlighted where we can send money to partner churches in Ukraine and also the Hungarian Reformed Church. And please speak to me and I'll be able to give you the details. We have our call to worship. We live in the shelter of the Most High. We abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord will deliver us from the perils that threaten us. Under God's wings, we'll find refuge and not be afraid. And so we'll worship God with heart and mind and soul and strength, now and always. Our opening hymn is a hymn 212, Morning Has Broken. for the 
And thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. God ever creating, ever loving, ever leading. When things around us feel chaotic, you are peace. When so much we hear is not reliable, your word is truth. When we're paralyzed by fear and anxiety, your presence is freedom. And when we feel bereft and helpless, your love gives us hope. God, you are the source of all that matters. We bring our prayers and praise to you this day. For you reveal yourself to us in the goodness of creation, in the love and mercy of Christ, and through the energy and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And so we worship you, ever three and ever one, world without end. Almighty and most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in things that we have done and in things we have neglected to do. We've held back from giving to protect what we have. We've not trusted in your goodness and relied on the world's empty promises instead. Forgive what we have done and direct who we shall become. And so help us to serve you by serving your world with generous spirits. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. And now we have our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have our readings and the first is from Deuteronomy and chapter 26. We'll read from verse 4. When the priest takes a basket from your hand and sets it before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted on us by imposing hard labour on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression, the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. And then we turn to Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, in the traditional reading for the the, the, the first Sunday of Lent, the temptations. And this is Luke's version. From verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during these days. 
and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. And then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said, To you I will give you their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil took him to Jerusalem, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished every test, he departed far from him until an opportune time. Amen. And God bless to us these readings from his holy word. All praise to God's name. We have the hymn 463. Fairest Lord Jesus. have our weekly prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you call us to worship today and remind us that Jesus refused the temptation to worship the evil one. Rather than receive the glorious kingdoms of this world, he endured first the time in the wilderness and ultimately the pain and suffering of the cross. Help us during our Lenten journey to rejoice in all the good things that God has given us and to fix our eyes on him and resist our temptations. Amen. In the early church, there was a new phenomenon. 
people were starting to follow the example of Jesus and go out into the desert and live lives of prayer and self-examination. They would sell everything that they had and live without possessions and endure hardship living in the wilderness. They felt that it was a way of becoming closer to God. And it was at the beginnings of monasticism. But it became so popular in Egypt that Christians from the, the cities used to go as sightseers to ogle at all the hermits and monks. And that made the monks go even further away, further into the desert. The story is, of, is told of a very holy monk. The demons had worked very hard to tempt him, but they got nowhere. When the devil asked them what the problem was, they said, we've tried everything, food, flattery, alcohol, sex, everything, and nothing works. And the devil smiled, went over to the monk and whispered in his ear, and all of a sudden, the monk jumped up and flew through the Bible against the wall and stumped out. What did you say to him? The demons asked. Oh, I just mentioned church politics. I just mentioned his brother had been made bishop in Alexandria. The devil replied, we all have our limits. As we enter into this season of Lent, we're introduced once again to the story of Jesus in the wilderness and the sparring, spar, sparring match with the devil as Jesus wrestles with who he is. He'd just been baptized in the River Jordan by John. But before embarking on his ministry, he feels the need to have time in this bleak landscape of the desert. Now, whenever we say desert, somehow our minds conjure up sand dunes. It wasn't like that at all. It was a barren place of stones, a forbidding place of searing temperatures, a place without shelter from the sun or from the cold at night, a place without food or water. But it was a place where Jesus could learn about himself and also be assailed by doubts and be tested, be tested. It was also a place of history or a place with a history. For the wilderness was where the Israelites had spent a long time. We read today in Deuteronomy, an ancient statement of faith. A wandering Aramean was my father. And, and really, in, in just a few verses, in a nutshell, you could say, it tells the story of the Israelites going to Egypt and then facing oppression, facing hostility and being brought out of slavery and led to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, all the good things of life. But in between, what isn't mentioned here is the time they spent in the wilderness. 
They'd spent a long time. They had to go through the wilderness first, and they were tempted. And what's more, they gave in to the temptations. They complained that God wasn't treating them well. They complained about not having water. They complained about not having food. And when God gave them manna to eat, they complained it was just too boring eating the same thing every day. And then they succumbed to the worst temptation. They took their jewellery and they melted it and they made from it a golden calf to worship. God wasn't pleased with them. But all these years of temptation was actually molding them together. They formed themselves as a people. They came together as a nation. And ultimately, they had to learn to put their whole trust in God. Jesus went into the desert and he too was tested. And it wasn't a charade. 40 days alone would take Jesus to the limit of physical and mental exhaustion and endurance. Exhausted, hungry, he faced the reality of evil. He faced the subtle temptations probing his sense of identity. The devil was saying and whispering in his ear, if you're the son of God, prove it. Prove it by turning these stones into bread. Prove it by leaping from a, a temple roof to impress all those around. Prove it by bowing before the throne of power and greed and popularity. Prove it. But Jesus, in this time in the desert, was so secure in his identity was so assured of his father's love that he was able to resist these temptations. And so the barren and unpromising desert became a place of discovery and growth and freedom. And he was able to leave it strengthened for his ministry. There are those in our world today who readily succumb to the temptation for power who want to dominate, who believe that might is right. We can only look at the situation in Russia and Ukraine. There are those in our world today who court popularity. But also each one of us have our demons to face. The temptations are still there. And we're all given choices, choices how to live our lives. And C.S. Lewis wrote that each time we make a choice, we turn ourselves into a heavenly creature or a hellish one. In other words, we turn ourselves to God or we turn away from God and to self. But Hebrews reminds us that Jesus was tested as we are. And yet was without sin. And so as we go through this season of Lent, 
we too go through our wilderness experiences. We too face the temptations of life. But we're encouraged ever to fix our eyes on Jesus. To look to him. For always the strength and always to have that strength ever to choose God and God's ways. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to listen to Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, Forgive Our Foolish Ways. Let us pray. Generous God, we thank you for all the goodness that we receive in Christ and in creation. Bless the gifts we offer to share in the work of the kingdom that Jesus declared. And bless our lives so that we may be witnesses to his love and mercy. We pray for the earth as your creation, staggering under the demands of human activity and expectation. May this planet, our home, be held in reverence in every culture. Where we're tempted to use resources carelessly, where human lifestyles endanger homes and habitats of other people or other species, where immediate gain tempts people to give no thought for the future, send your wisdom to guide us to act responsibly. We pray for the world filled with increasing threats and conflicts. Especially at this time, we pray for Ukraine. With alarm and concern, we bring before you the intervention, the military intervention in Ukraine. In a world you made for peace and for flourishing, 
We lament the use of armed forces. We mourn every casualty of this conflict, every precious life extinguished by war. And pray for comfort for those who grieve and for those who are fearful. We pray for the churches in Ukraine, that they may remain faithful to you. We pray that leaders and nations will honor the worth of all peoples by having the courage to resolve conflict through dialogue. And may all our human failings be transformed by your wonderful grace and goodness. And pray for all who are troubled, for all who find it hard to face these uncertain times. Pray for all who face illness, and for all who face loss, especially the loss of someone dear to them. And in silence, we name those who are on our hearts this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear these and all our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. And our closing hymn is 547, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And now, people of God, go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. And may the blessing of God, the creator, the redeemer, the sustainer, be with you and be with all whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen.